Welcome to a very special episode of The World's Worst. This is a new series we're starting called the Post, Post Show Car, Car Show. Show. Yes. Uh, we just watched Venom. Holy <laughs> shit. Literally minutes ago. It was amazing. It was, in it my was opinion. very good. Yes. It, was, it wasn't perfect. No, it wasn't. But it was not bad either. But let it me was... tell you, you're going to hear Venom is the worst movie. Like, I've already seen people saying, oh, there's bad, and then there's the worst movie you've seen, and then there's Venom. This is all hyperbole from, let me tell you, people that weren't at the movie. We were in there. This is opening night. This is the latest showing. Oh, yeah. But there was maybe 10, 15 people in there. So if you didn't go see it, I don't want to hear your opinion. Yeah. We went and saw it, so we're going to talk about it. I think, honestly, and that's that's all for for another podcast where we can rail on people who just don't go to a movie and slander it. Yeah. But at the same time, it is it can be said here, having an opinion on a movie that you haven't seen and then just kind of using that opinion to bring down or keep people from going and see it, it's kind of a dick move because, I mean, many times, and I think everybody can relate to this, we've heard a movie sucked or a, a show sucked or a book sucked or any form of entertainment sucked. Well, any form of entertainment sucked and we've gone or we've experienced it and we enjoyed it. I think everybody goes through that. So Venom was no exception. I'd heard a lot of bad things about it, specifically from Spencer um, telling me about what he'd heard about it. But then I saw some of the stuff for myself. It was kind of a bummer, but going in and watching the movie was awesome. Tom Hardy did an excellent job. And that's kind of what I, that's kind of where I want to start. Yeah. Tom I Hardy love Tom was Hardy. the highlight. Oh, yeah. He, um, so I guess a good point to start is... His character was insanely well done. Um, as Eddie Brock, he delivered exactly what you wanted out of his character. Now, in our last episode of the podcast that we recorded, I mentioned that I'm not like a super huge Venom fan or a super huge Marvel fan. I enjoy the superhero genre, and I can go into movies, shows with an open mind and enjoy the shit out of them. But I'm not like super deep into the lore or any of the backstory, so I hardly even knew. I At my base, I knew that Eddie Brock was Venom. Or in that Venom occupied Eddie Brock, and that was it. So that's how I went into this movie. And, man, Tom Hardy delivered. Like, exactly what I expected to see from the movie, from the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock. It was fantastic. And from the other side of that coin is, I've known about Venom for a long time. I've seen a lot of iterations of Eddie Brock and all the different people that have worn the, the Venom symbiote. And for me, Eddie Brock was, he's always been, you know, the original and the, uh, you know, the true home of Venom, but for me, Eddie Brock never was really that interesting. His character, I mean, it was mostly driven by Spider-Man, this connection to Spider-Man, and so to see it, you know, to take Spider-Man away and to see exactly, you know, how this guy operates as a normal human being and to see somebody explore it and how Tom Hardy just, he made me love Eddie Brock. Like, the character, you you fall in love with him. Whether or not you're falling in love with Tom Hardy or the character itself is up to you to decide. But either way, it's it's just a joy to watch him on screen. Oh, yeah. And I think that was another thing is that um, anybody who knows just like baseline Venom knows that he's a terrifying character. Yes. He's very scary looking. But what I loved about what this movie did with him was ma they made him charming. They made him they really, did. really enjoyable, like really likable character. Even though, I mean, we see him bite off what... Two, no, three heads. It's at like least two, at po least possibly two, three. possibly three, possibly that third could have just been a whole person altogether. Yeah, I think he went 
<laughs> I think he ate thing. that man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you see him do all of this violence and just absolutely destroy people, slaughter people. And I mean, you're still loving this character just because one one part of it is Tom Hardy, and the other part is just the the character that they present Venom as, specifically the symbiote. Not just him and Tom Hardy linked, or him and Eddie Brock linked, the symbiote himself. Now, if I do have one problem with the movie, it was Riot? Is that his? Okay, so, I didn't get enough of Riot. That was my only problem. I didn't like, and I'm one of those people where the villain, or like the, the other end of the coin, for a movie about conflict is as important as the one you're supporting or the one you're backing. I think that having a lot of support on a villain or a bad guy or a group of bad guys is really important as to, I guess, how invested you are as an audience or as a viewer to like wanting to see that person come down or be brought down. Cause it's like, I don't know. We didn't get enough of riot. I understood that they used, what was his name? The guy who led the facility. I can't remember. Uh, Carlton Drake. Carlton Drake. They used him kind of as a stand-in until Riot appeared, like, on screen yeah. as the symbiote humanoid version, I guess, is what you could call it. Yeah. They used him as a stand-in, but, like, their characters and their drives were completely different. So, I don't know. Yeah. It, bo- yeah. Both of them were very much throwaway villains. Yeah. Like, they were trying... Yeah, exactly what you said, they were trying to use Drake as a building the character of Riot. So, when Riot stepped in, you know, you had that backstory without actually getting it. But neither one of them was very interesting or just, I don't know, really planted in reality. Their their goal wasn't very finite. It was just, we're going to destroy this planet cause, just because. Yeah, and that was the other thing is that I guess the only, the only reason I was even able to back or like kind of have fun with that villain at all was because both of them wanted Venom throughout the, the film. One, because... Um, Carlton Drake was obsessed with Venom and the the symbiosis, or is that what it was called? Symbiosis, symbiosis yeah. that Venom and uh, Eddie found. He thought that was amazing. Riot wanted Venom because he was one of the only symbiotes left. Yeah, that had survived the crash or the. I guess did they get kidnapped from that comet? Where Seems I like guess it. the symbiotes got kidnapped, but I don't really understand how something that terrifying can get kidnapped. How did they extract them? Eh. Uh, that, obviously that on happened. Earth yeah. they had no idea how to handle these symbiotes. Yeah. But in, apparently on the spaceship they had, you know, complete... That problems. all happened off screen. Yeah. But um, for, for I guess, the plot's convenience. One thing I also did want to bring up, man, the CGI in this movie was amazing. Oh, it was beautiful. They, they managed to pull it off so well. Like, okay, so with superhero movies, and I guess most modern movies in general that have any sort of action or anything today, it's almost completely flooded with CGI. Yep. But the I guess kind of making the discern between what's good and what's bad is how well it flows with the real world imagery on camera or what what is actually there on screen, how well it meshes mm-hmm. and just kind of how well it flows on screen as itself. So like being able to see it move from frame to frame or being able to see it just move around on screen and they pull it off fantastically. There was the fight scene between Riot and Venom at the very end, yeah. that was really what impressed me, honestly. Getting to see just two symbiotes animated so well that... And I mean, I guess if you really wanted to say something bad about it, it was almost hard to follow, but I think that was good. That yeah. was kind of what they were going for, is because 
anybody who's familiar with how the symbiotes move, it's it's kind of like a big glob of crap. Yeah. So them fighting while using humans as host would, of course, look like a giant ball of crap throwing crap at each yeah, other. Yeah, they're all a- amorphous beings, so they're oh, supposed yeah. to flow. So them them going at it, flowing into each other just makes sense. Yeah, and it was it was really well done. The CGI in this movie was obviously a huge focus in the production because they made it they made it good. Yeah, for you know, you're dealing with a character that is almost entirely CGI. So if you're gonna commit to that, you have to make it look good. And they kinda, you know, it helped them that most of the scenes were dark, as mm-hmm. Venom is dark itself, but I I think they knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, it looked great. Um another thing, the the character dynamic, I guess, between well, her name was Allie, or Annie. Sure. Annie. Yeah, it was yeah. Anne. Was the the girlfriend of Eddie Brock? I like that they they kind of pulled her in to the uh, to the storyline and kind of interweaved her because that was the whole thing was Eddie w- wanted to keep her out, mm. and that was that was really interesting that they brought her in, but didn't give it a happy ending either. I think that that was kind of a. I'm not sure if that was an homage to the comics because, like I said, I I haven't invested much time in that area. Yeah, but. The, um, I don't know, it was interesting to see a superhero movie, well, not technically a superhero movie, a, a Marvel-inspired, um, yeah, sort of, movie. yeah, a Marvel Universe-inspired movie, where it didn't end in, it, it didn't end the way you would think an audience would want to see it in, but I was still satisfied with it altogether, because, yeah. I mean, the, there was no happy ending if Venom was going to stay. Honestly, yeah. if we're going to be like, because he, at the end of the day, it was like he was saying, I, I need to eat yeah. or else I'm going to eat you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at, that's where you get into, I guess, animal instinct. If you really wanted to go deep, yeah. you could talk about like, I mean, we're helping each other out, but at a certain point you're going to have to help me out or I'm going to start yeah. coming after you. It, it, it's a, I guess it's mutually it's whole, assured destruction. That's the whole symbiosis thing. Oh yeah, they 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 rely on each other to survive. But this movie, it isn't a perfect movie. We already said that before, and it's it's very obvious when you go in. It has its flaws, but this is nowhere near as bad of a movie as you're gonna hear about. There's a comment I keep seeing going around, and people keep regurgitating it because you know you see it on Twitter. You. It, Regardless of whether you agree with it or not, it's in your psyche, and you will tend to start repeating things you've already heard. It's that this movie belongs in the early 2000s, or the late 90s, something like that. People keep saying that, and I didn't understand why. And now that I see it, I do understand because since then, since the last thing I can really think of is the Superman movies, uh, like those were the last times we saw superhero movies before this iteration of the Marvel Universe. And all of these Marvel movies, there are a lot of them that are really great, there are a lot of them that are okay, but they all are the same style of movie because it's all in the same universe. So what everyone is familiar with is this Marvel, this MCU universe. There's a there's a way, and I, I totally, I think I get what you're saying, the, the way that you go into a Marvel movie now expecting a setup that you've already seen ten times over now. Yes. You you have like you've already got it ingrained. You're like, I have no idea what the story or plot specifically is gonna be of this movie other than what I've seen in the trailer. But I know how it's gonna be framed up. I know how it's gonna play out. Once I'm introduced to the plot points, I can almost pinpoint where they're gonna come up and where this stuff is gonna happen. Yeah. And okay. 
You've you had you've all purchased band aids before. You also you cut yourself. I need a band aid. I need to go to the store for a band aid. But band aid is a brand, a brand of bandage. So band aid just becomes the name for this thing that you need because you're so exposed to it. Now you say comic book movie. What you're thinking of is the MCU because it's become so spread out. You're thinking of that. So when you go in, you're expecting that formula that you've seen. And you're expecting it to do something new, playing off that same formula. So when you see something like this, or something like the X-Men movies, which do get, regardless of how good they are, they do get that, well, this is just kind of different, because it's not part of that same formula. Because they're not, and what everyone wants is for it to be sucked into the MCU. But, you know, that's why people see this movie and go, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really understand, like, it doesn't feel like it belongs in this, it feels like it belongs in the early 2000s. Because it feels different, because you're so used to all of these other movies, it's they've completely cir- encircled you. So it just feels like I don't know what to do with with this movie. I guess it's bad. I don't understand why it feels different. And I think another thing is we talked about it in our last episode on the podcast, saying like give this movie a chance because it's a one-off. It's like it's mm-hmm. it, it, we live right now in in the entertainment world. We live in a just a sea of rehashes. And bringing stuff back that we've already seen presented numerous times. We've got the the Spider-Verse coming, which is another Spider-Man movie. Now, it looks promising. I'm definitely excited for it. But it's another Spider-Man movie. I never thought... It's like you posted on Instagram. I never thought I'd see a Venom movie. Yeah, ever. Never. Until I heard about it. And, I mean, it was good. It was legitimate entertainment. It was fun to watch. It was. It had an engaging story. It had a great cast that really fit their roles. the The bad acting was sparse yeah. and few between. Mm-hmm. I, I I could I could point some out for you if I watch the movie again, but I can't remember any right off the bat. It's yeah. not like I can remember a bad line. It's there. We're not saying yeah. it's not there. that that's the case with every movie. It's we've said it before. You can find a problem with Saving Private Ryan or uh, what is it, The Great Gatsby? You could find flaws in these great clips are these great movies that won all these awards and are revered as great films of our time but you're going to find something wrong with them if you really look hard enough and Venom was a good movie it was fun to watch at least in our opinion yeah that's, that, and that's our opinion which yeah. is worth shit but <laughs> you know it, it it's it's there all the same right next to the people who didn't like the movie yeah cuz i mean when it gets down to it you're talking about we're talking about opinions here and what you like and what you may not like is going to be completely different from the person sitting next to you in the movie theater. But honestly, tonight I felt like everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. I had fun. I heard a lot of other people. There were a lot of laughs, which mm-hmm. that was another thing that was surprising to me um, with such a terrifying villain. Or not not really a villain, anti-hero. Yeah, is that anti-hero. what we want to settle on? He's yeah. an anti-hero. Yeah. He, did, he did the right thing, but not for the right reason. Yeah. It, or, well, I guess not for the reason you would call right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Venom. Venom's got his whole his own thing. Yeah. I sound like Eminem. I said Venom twice in a row. <laughs> That's oh. his whole song, by the oh. way. Oh, by far the worst thing about Venom uh, that no one is talking about. Well, they're talking about it, but they're not being honest with themselves. The worst thing about Venom is the Eminem song. A shout out That's to Run the Jewels, who uh, was in the back of the room, but we <laughs> saw you and heard you, and we love you, Killer Mike and LP. Oh, thank you for saving. Yes, saving dear us God, after that Venom right song. after the post credit scene. That was what was it? Woody. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. 
Okay, so we know we're getting a sequel as well, or at least we've been promised a sequel. I would call that a promise. I would say this was one of the most effective post credit scenes. Because most Marvel movies, like, post credit scenes sets up for something that wants to get you intrigued. But what this did was it put, it, you know, it put, as far as the comic books, it put Venom and Carnage face-to-face. -face, yeah. But as as human beings, it put Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson face-to-face. -face, and you could feel, like, you saw them interact for, you know, maybe a minute and a half. And you said, Wow. I want to see more of this. Yeah, there was that there was, was a lot of weight for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a lot of weight on that scene. It was really fun. And another thing that I one problem I have with post credit scenes and just kind of end scenes in general that set up for a sequel is they're too vague. Yep. I I, I like I'm I'm kind of narrow service. minded. I like to have I like it to be there, set mm -hmm. in stone. I like to know what I'm up against. And when he said, when I get out, there's going to be carnage. Had he not said that, I wouldn't have known he was carnage. I would have just <laughs> been like. Okay, yeah. Woody Harrelson's gonna take on Venom. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but he's gonna take on Venom. But when he said Carnage, I'm like, okay, it's Carnage. I've heard about him. I've mm -hmm. seen him on the cover of some of the comics. Yeah. I know who that guy is, and I think that's good. That's how you engage fans who don't know anything about it. That's how you bring. Because I mean, it it was it was straight to the point. It was effective. There was a lot of weight. Two great actors right in oh, front of yeah. each other. It it was solid. The post credit scene, and then we got the real credit soundtrack right after that that <laughs> yeah. should have been at the forefront the entire time right. but i mean i guess is that it that's it uh, i just want to i just want to reiterate how disappointed i am that i constantly have to hear in my life how amazing eminem is and <laughs> this song venom. it was the worst venom. <laughs> i hope i never hear it again in Dude. my life jesus christ but uh yes the movie very much worth the watch Please go see it so I can watch Woody Harrelson and Tom Hardy get into it in another movie. I really want a Carn Venom and Carnage. Because visually, this movie looked so freaking good. And if the rest of the movie's garbage, you can take credit you can take solace in the fact that Carnage vs. Venom is gonna look really fucking good. Oh yeah. And some Tom Hardy and Woody Woody Harrelson action yeah. is gonna be really hot and heavy. Yeah. Sexy. This gets this gets two thumbs up from us. Oh yeah. Well, we'll talk more about this on another episode. But uh, dang, dang, we will we will dive into the Venom movie most definitely. Yeah. For now, this is just the post. This car, car is show. getting fucking hot. It's really hot now. So uh... love y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>